and welcome to the Sacred City Life podcast. This is your host, Pastor Justin Dean, and this podcast is all about helping you follow Jesus in the everyday, normal rhythms of life. On the podcast today, I've got all the gentlemen with me. Could you say hello? Alex Tate, Sacred City Youth Director. Kevin Kenora, Pastoral Assistant. And it's Rob Spikestra, Pastor of Discipleship. All right, Kevin, you recommended this podcast topic, so I'm going to hand it over to you and let you set it up. Yeah, absolutely. So today we're talking about something called cross types. And so this the idea really came off of Rob's sermon on femininity. Um, not, not direct correlation necessarily, but you made a comment about um, the difference in personality types between men and women. And you mentioned some things like the more nurturing side of women and, and maybe more of a a natural bent towards something like counseling and, and things like these, mm-hmm. um, which got me thinking, well, you know, there, there are men, myself specifically in, in this case, who have a heart for counseling. So what, what is, is that a womanly attribute? You know, mm-hmm. just, just thinking about these things. So doing some research, I found this article from the Five Aspects Ministries website going through and kind of answering the question, what, what do we do with what seems like... Um, Manly attributes in women and womanly attributes in men. So how do we how do we think about these things biblically? Yeah, and I think we all could probably come up with examples of individuals that we know that are godly individuals that do have a tendency at times that you would think, oh, you know, they, they seem to have a little bit more. They lean a little bit more towards a feminine kind of what we maybe call a trait. Mm. Uh, in the same way, we may see some women who have some masculine traits mm. that might be coming out. So I think it's a I think we can all come up with examples. Probably a good, yeah. good question to be answering here. Yeah. And so sometimes, so God created us in his own image, and he created us diverse, and he, he called us to do certain things. So there's going to be some of these things are going to be um, fleshly, things in our flesh that you have to put to death. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I can't say, you know, God's called me to be strong and courageous mm-hmm. and God's called me to be a leader, but I'm just kind of a soft softy. Right. And so I, I'm sorry. I, I'm just, that's just not me. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to have to find a wife who's strong and bossy. Mm-hmm. Right. Like that's a sin. I, I, I don't get to do that. So no matter how um, easygoing I am in my personality, I could be in my personality, mm-hmm. God still called me to be strong and courageous. So I have to seek him for his grace in order to do that. So there's going to be sometimes that a woman is going to be, you know, she's going to be more strong in her temperament. She's going to be more bossy. And God still calls her to have a, a quiet spirit. God mm-hmm. still calls her to be submissive. And so there's going to be some things that I'm just not naturally gifted at, mm-hmm. or I'm just not and I have to put those things to death and put on the fruit of the Spirit. Yeah. But there are other things you're just talking about, like men are like this, women are like that. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that our culture cannot, we cannot speak in generalities anymore. <laughs> like, can, we, can we touch on something you said, put something to death? Like, what, what do you mean by that? Because if like someone has a, a gift of something, but because it, I guess it could demasculate the man in a, in a sense of public, but then... At home, it's fine. Like, what, what do you mean by put something to death? Any sin that you have okay, sin. N- needs okay. to be put to death. And okay. so if a woman is dishonoring her husband yeah, yeah. and she thinks she's doing it because she has a gift of leadership mm. or she has the gift of discernment, mm. okay, she needs to put that to death. That's a sin. Okay. Right? 
Yeah, so she may have the gift of discernment, but it's the way she's using that gift in a sinful way. Mm-hmm. In other words, she could take that gift of discernment and use it in a way that says, I'm now the leader of the home. Yeah. You'll be listening yeah. to me now. Well, so the be gift the, is fine, the but yeah, yes, the sinful the gift part, is fine. Yeah. It's the That's how why I want to clear it. up a little bit, yeah. Having a critical spirit and being discern, discerning, you know, like... It's like the same thing. It's just one's in the flesh and one's one's in the spirit. Right. Yeah. Right. There you go. Yeah. 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 That's a great. Point. So that's that's the that's the difference. So we have to put those things to death. But what I was saying was, our culture now, when you say men are like this or women and women are like that, I mean that, these used to be common sayings. I have a book in my library, like men are from Mars and women are from Venus or mm-hmm. something like right. that. And the whole book is like you're reading it. And it's funny because it's the generalizations are so generally true, right? Mm-hmm. And, and it's okay. Well, what our generation is doing now is it's it's a, a fallacy, actually. Mm-hmm. They focus on one instance or a few instances that that the, the, the generality is not true, and they say, therefore, this isn't true. Yeah. So this article talks about one very specific, and it says, if you, you can say, men are larger than women, mm-hmm. right? I, I've used this in my sermon. Men have greater bone density, greater muscle mass. Um, they're just larger. They're bigger and stronger than women, okay? Now, this is universally true, mm-hmm. but you can find a small, weak man, and you can find a strong and powerful, a big and strong woman, and you can say, look, that woman is stronger than that man. See, yeah. that's not true. Right. Mm-hmm. But that, that is the exception. Have you heard this statement? That's the exception that proves the rule. Yes. Right. That's the exception that proves yeah. the rule. In other words, we all know it. The only reason you're pointing that out is because we all know men are stronger than women. Mm-hmm. And when you go, look, there's one that's not. We're like, yeah, there's one that's not. But generally speaking, they all are. Right. Mm-hmm. right? Generally speaking, they, they are. Um, and so that's... So there's some cross types here. So that's the same thing that's going on. When we say, um, you know, men are more aggressive. So men, by and large, are less agreeable than their female counterparts, which means men, um, they like to argue. They They want to get to the brass tacks of a situation, and they're not worried, most of the time, they're not worried about offending they want to get to the truth. And if, if, if two men, they can argue and argue and argue, and then go out for drinks afterwards, mm-hmm. right? And we know, by and large, ladies aren't like that. They, they, get, they often get offended, and, uh, and relationships get destroyed when, yeah. they're, when they're in disagreements like that. But men, we're like, no, we can... Not only arguments, we can, we can fight it out. And then, yeah. <laughs> and then Wrestling. We, <laughs> be best friends later, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, no. So we say gener- men are like that. And then you can point to an example of a woman who's like that. Mm -hmm. There are going to be cross types. That's what this is saying. Mm -hmm. There's there's going to be cross types, right? So what does that, so what does that say about these stereotypes, right? So you can say stereotypes, you can say large generalizations, Mm -hmm. They're, they're pointing to an archetype, an archetype. They're pointing to a, 
something that's generally true, and of course there are going to be some statistical variations to that. There are going to be yep. some men that are smaller than women, mm -hmm. right? Some men that are less aggressive, mm -hmm. some women that are, you know. So you see it in uh, the hard sciences. The hard sciences are dominated by men, uh, not because there's a patriarchal thing, just because men like numbers and men like, you know, yep. hard lines and stuff like that, where women are, they just tend to be more relational. So they, they tend towards careers that gravitate towards relationships yep. and mm -hmm. service. Mm -hmm. And, and things like that. Yep. So, so are you saying there's these cross types because of, of sin? Because, I mean, if you, I mean, you look at history, a lot of the women couldn't be learners until a certain time. So for a lot of people, it could be like, oh, well, that's just because now we're starting to learn. Most women are in college and graduating more than men. So is this just pieces of, like, just exposing sin here or, or what? I don't think we're exposing sin here. I think what we're saying is that you've got you've to look at the context of of where you know what we're we're seeing in in a situation. So you're you're absolutely right. I mean, there uh, culturally yeah, there yeah. are going to be contexts that you got to be aware of when you are looking at an individual or you're you're making these generalizations. You got to yeah. look at the, the actual context and make sure that you know we understand the context. So so I, one of the things the articles brought out was for as an example they brought I think it was. Was this the one who was the Finnish women? Yes. Finnish women are more what what they call that uh, uh, very reserved, reserved, yeah. very very reserved oh, yeah. versus uh, Italian men who are not. Yeah. And yet, typically, we think of the a feminine trait is one of which is more talkative, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so we would say, so are we saying that Italian men are feminine? And are we saying Finnish women are masculine? No, we're not saying that at all. Mm -hmm. What we are saying is that we got to be looking at the cultural or the context of their. Of their of their life, and in that case, culturally, that just happens to be the way it is. Yeah. When you live in the the north, where it's freezing like nobody's business, yeah, yeah everybody was <laughs> no time to talk. Let's just get this business done. Versus down in the south, uh, down by the Mediterranean, of course, you're going to talk a little more, yeah. <laughs> a yeah. little bit more. Yeah. But anyway, so it's it's trying to it's being careful of these, you know, uh, to to look at really context of individuals and what their context is to understand. Why they are what they who they are and how they're mm. they're kind of living themselves out. Yeah. So and that's, the that's other example route. they use is <clears throat> a farm girl oh, sure. might be more comfortable working with cows and horses mm -hmm. and big machinery than her um, city bred husband. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And in that example, there's no cross type at all. It says this. However, uncritical observers might mistake the mismatch in their backgrounds as an example of a cross type. Yeah. yeah. So. She's still being feminine, mm -hmm. but her, the way that she was raised on the farm is just her femininity is expressed differently. differently. Yeah, it's, differently. Just, it's just differently mm -hmm. than, than the, the, the city boys yeah. <laughs> was, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Again, so <clears throat> there is an archetype for masculinity, and we said it, ultimately it is the glad assumption of sacrificial responsibility, mm -hmm. but that archetype takes a little bit different form in every single different culture yeah. that you're a part of, yeah. right? The way, that it, it, the way that it expresses itself is a little bit different in each culture. Mm -hmm. So <clears throat> I use the example or illustration of the, the Scottish man who's wearing a kilt, Yeah. right? That's still a masculine thing for him to do, right? So I, I, wouldn't, I, wouldn't, call him, I wouldn't call him feminine. Yeah. Right. right. I wouldn't say he's he's 
he's cross-dressing. Right. Okay, mm-hmm. he's not. That's the way masculinity is expressed in his culture. In, in his culture, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So let's think about it in terms of um, maybe something's right, right in our own culture. If I was a man who loved to read, enjoyed academics, collected stamps as a hobby, as a way to, you know, get get away from work. Am I being feminine, or am I? Um, can I? Or am I masculine still? That, that that question kind of bothers me. I mean, you had me until the stamps. Like, <laughs> hey, he likes stamps. You I, gotta go with it. No, I mean, <laughs> So, because you know, obviously, I don't. I think no. I think we're men are we're we're, we're called to be learners, right? We're we're, sure. we're we want to we want to read. We should be wanting to read. We yeah. should want, be wanting to learn about things. Um, but I think if you look back at that, it's it, the culture he was raised in, right? I mean, if if that's a, a way of how their uh, family expresses themselves and in loving ways of hobbies and different things like that, um, that's 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 a good point of like how we shouldn't judge other people's you know, way of uh, upbringing, uh, how they express themselves in a sense of um, their hobbies and collecting stamps compared to somebody that wants to lift weights. Yeah. You, you know and that's, I mean? that's kind of the example I would give. Is, yeah. uh, so then you have another man who he uh, really struggles to read, knows it's maybe his responsibility, but struggles to read. He loves to get out there and build a house. And, you know, on weekends... He wants to. He wants to maybe go to the football game, or maybe he wants to play the football game. And the guy who, the other guy, who wants no. He has no interest in sports. Yeah. Again, are we? I think these this, these are where there can become some rubs where we begin to, you know, call one man feminine and another man masculine when that's an improper. Uh, really improper in terms of just making generalizations of that of that nature. Yeah. Yeah. So the question should be, mm-hmm. am I being effeminate in whatever it is that I'm doing? Because the Bible condemns the sin of effeminacy. Yeah. We're commanded to act like men. And thankfully, the Bible doesn't get super prescriptive on right. that for us right. and say, thou shalt play football. Right or thou shalt grow a beard, even mm-hmm. even though a beard clearly where that's a good you know a beard is a masculine thing to do. Obviously, it God gave us something on our face to show the world that we're not a woman. Right, right, and so it's it is a masculine thing to to wear a beard. It is the glory of God to wear a beard. I mean that that's God made you to be able to, if you can do that. God made you to be able to do that. Right, but He didn't say how long it needs to be or anything like that. Or right? you just that's just something men can do that biologically and. Uh, uh, in in general, women cannot do other than the, the bearded lady, right? The, beard, the bearded lady. But again, she's the and exception. That's the, thing. the exception, <laughs> the exception, the exception that proves yeah. the rule. Yeah. The exception that proves the rule. Yeah. Um, so when it comes to all of these different things, the masculinity, biblical masculinity, is the glad assumption of sacrificial responsibility. Now, yeah. obviously. If I'm pushing away from my responsibilities, if I'm pushing away from taking responsibilities, I'm not growing in my masculinity. But if I'm taking responsibility, I am. Mm-hmm. And so that means you don't have to fish and hunt to be masculine. Are fishing and hunting masculine things to do? Absolutely. Yeah. It's you're, you're providing. You're, that's one way you provide for your family, right? You're going out and kind of taking dominion. Yeah. 
is reading masculine? I don't really know. I, I don't know. It, it, it's human. It's something that we're supposed to do. We're supposed to be growing in our understanding and our learning. It's something that, that, that we should do. God gave us a book, but I, I wouldn't say that re reading is masculine or feminine. It's just something human beings are meant to do. Um, stamp collecting, organizing. I mean, that isn't stamp collecting kind of like taking dominion. Like you're of the stamp industry or whatever mm -hmm. you're categorizing, you're, you're searching, you're finding, you're qualifying, you're putting them together. More than likely they're worth something, you, you know, you're saving. So this is, Right. Yeah. yeah, it's something that I, I wouldn't say it's masculine or feminine. It's just something that that makes sense of our of our humanity. Yeah. Right. You're at least not being masculine. You, you can you can put it in this way. You could go to a football game. You could be spending all of your money for season tickets to a professional football game and not fulfilling your masculine responsibilities by providing for your family. That's good. And you could do the same thing. By collecting stamps yep. as well. Mm. So in the end, you have to go back and say, okay, what does it mean to be a man? What does it mean to be masculine? And and then to start working out that way. And again, I appreciate what you said there, that God was gracious to us and didn't give us prescriptions of exactly what it means to be uh, a man, what you should be doing or not doing, as much as he's asking, he's, he's asking us to run to the principle, look at the man, Christ, mm -hmm. and how did he lead, and then we lead out in, yep. in that way. That's good. Yeah, so we can make... There's two errors we can make. Mm -hmm. We can make the one error of being overly prescriptive on everything, mm -hmm. and this is exactly how a man, what a real man does. Right. Right. Or we can make the opposite error and say, the Bible doesn't say anything about masculinity, and therefore, there is no, genders are just androgynous, right? Mm -hmm. Like, men can, we would go to, men can wear what they want, act how they want. And, the, the, and God has said nothing about masculinity or femininity or biblical roles. Well, both of those things are wrong. Mm -hmm. The Bible doesn't say that the woman has to cook, right. right? The man can cook. If the man likes to cook and wants to cook and he's gifted towards that, the man can cook. Yeah. But the Bible does talk about the biblical role of the husband of taking the head in the home, a spiritual head, spiritual leader, being, being the authority there, and taking on that glad assumption of sacrificial responsibility. Yeah. And it talks about the woman being the helper and being the life giver yeah. and, and, and being oriented towards the home where he's oriented towards working. Yeah. So, so if a lot of people know that as Christians, is, are the, some of the things that we're talking about, are they just American things that are made up of people just trying to go back and forth with one another? It's not just American. It's, it's every culture. Mm. The, God made us in such a way that we want to... You know, we we know there's some, we know masculinity is a thing. Mm -hmm. We know femininity is a thing. Yeah. There is an essence to it that every culture that's ever existed has agreed on, and yet they express it a, just a little bit different. Mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, we know if you're going, if there's a tribe coming to attack you, you send out the men. No tribe that is going to last past one battle is going to go, ladies, this one's on you. Yeah. Because the tri if the men from that tribe are coming to kill you, mm -hmm. the ladies aren't big enough, yeah. right? And so you have to send out the men. So we 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 knew this. This was in our DNA. This was in our bones. This is in all of our collective wisdom. There's something different about men and women. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. Now the reason why this is 
going back to why it's an important question, because I'm sure that there's probably some time, some tribe, somewhere in the world that, you know, whatever, that sent out the women and the women won the battle. And they said, see, it doesn't matter whether you're a man or a woman. It's, you know, so this is why Kevin's bringing this up is, yeah. is that the whole idea that there are. Did Marvel, did Marvel just make a movie They just about did, this? or something. I feel like they <laughs> just Woman did. King? Woman See, King? there you go. <laughs> it's make-believe, guys. So, I don't think it ever happened, Rob. <laughs> well, oh, I'm sure there's somebody out there oh, going to yeah, dig it up. I mean, yeah. Let's go with it, Rob. Go ahead and finish, Rob. Even Joan, of Arc, even Joan of Arc let, it, you know, <laughs> led the men. Yeah, there you go. There you go. So it it is important just purely because of, uh, you know... When they that it goes back to the fact, we'll see. There's a I can give you an example of one time or whatever, you know, and and thus there is no masculinity, there is no femininity. This is why we're we're going back to, the, to this question. Yeah, 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 and 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 we need we need to not err in those in those two ways. We don't need to be too overly prescriptive, but we can't just our culture right now wants to get rid of all distinctions. Right. They want to to transgress everything, so that we have no uh, w- w- because we hate God, we hate the distinctions that God has made, and we want to obliterate all the distinctions. Yeah. So just because there is one woman in the United States who made a college football team, right, that does not obliterate the rule that men are better football players than women. Because ninety nine point nine percent of the time, that is ac- that is an accurate statement. Yeah, right. Which is why everyone on Earth should be upset that biological men are participating in biologically female sports. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, because when a six foot four man can put on a women's swimsuit and win NCAA championships, it's wild. It's ridiculous. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Um, now, some, so what, what, what would you say to a man who is more effeminate in stature? I'm going to say that, more effeminate in stature. I'm not saying effeminate in, you know, I'm not saying he's talks with a lisp or he's like that. But he's more feminine in stature. So he, he's, he is a cross type. He gets his nails done and stuff? No, that's not what I'm talking about. What's he saying there? <laughs> he's smaller. He's, okay. He's, 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 he's small. Maybe he's even smaller than his wife. Mm. Well, I think we already, already touched on that. If he's smaller than his wife, that's an exception that proves the rule, right? The, the average of men are taller than women. Mm-hmm. So that doesn't make him less, th- less of a man. Okay. Yeah. All right. Does it make him less masculine? I wouldn't say so necessarily. Okay. I wouldn't. I would say so. No. But if so, here, here's here's why I'm pushing back on this. <clears throat> if you're raising a kid, and he's seventy pounds and he's a junior, mm-hmm. right? He he's not going to be playing football. Sure. So he's going to gravitate towards different groups of people. And where where will he gravitate? More than likely, he'll start gravitating towards effeminate things. Mm-hmm. When you say that, you mean music, art, those kinds of things? I, I mean, literally, he'll start hanging out with girls a lot of times. Sure. He, he could tend to start hanging out with girls. If he's w- hanging out with the guys, guys, guys hang out 
and do things. I just, I just, someone just sent me this meme where it was like relationships are difference between guys and girls. And there was like two girls and one girl was like, I'm so ugly. And the other girl was like, no, you're not. You're beautiful. And, and, and the, the guy was like, um, he was like, he was like two Christian men. And he was like, there's nothing good about you except for Jesus Christ. (laughs) And you're fat. And he's like, thanks bro. (laughs) And it was just like, this this thing about men that men like to poke fun at each other yeah, yeah. and challenge each other and push push the limits, but if, an, if, a, if a young man can't hang in that environment, he will often go towards more effeminate environments. Sure. And yes, some of that can be theater. Some of that can be uh, music and different things like that. But this is why I wanted to bring it up. He can start hanging out with with females because now if he starts identifying because of his small stature or whatever, he starts identifying himself as effeminate. Mm. And then he starts leaning into that and behaving in effeminate ways. And now all of a sudden he starts talking with a lisp and he starts wanting to wear effeminate clothing. Right. Well, we can even say that with uh, mentally, right? I mean, because there's a lot of, I mean, there's bigger guys, right, that kind of fall into the same category mentally where they can't handle certain conversations, can't um, handle being around certain type of guys, so then they flow into that um, type of environment with, with the ladies. And that, so that, I would say, is the sin of effeminacy. Mm-hmm. And that's what parents must... Mm-hmm. Uh, confront in their children and not allow them their children to do it yeah yeah i that's i was thinking about the the, how important we go back to how important the home is and how important it is that the father is uh involved in the lives of their in this case the the description you're giving is their sons to be able to spot that obviously the one that you just described justin with regards to it's an obvious difference i think a, a a a father would early on want to be speaking into that and talking about what masculinity looks like yeah. and how can masculinity be played out in a smaller statured yeah. man. I mean, that's, I think that's the discussions and then the involvement that he would be having in that, in that uh, boy's life. And in the same way, then what Alex, you brought up is that there is something that's going on more in, internally than it is. Again, it's, it's really being, you'd have to be engaged with that young man in such a way that you would be able to spot those, that tendency, that sin tendency, and to call it out, and then to really help him to work it out to know, yeah. hey, well, God's calling you to be a man. Yeah. He's made you a man. You know, we, I think you said in your, your message about the fact that our, our boys are the, the goal is manhood, to yeah. be yeah. masculine, yeah, and, that's, that's um, and to be really aiming for that for our children. Yeah. And I think yeah. that's our important sons. because you even said this a couple podcasts ago, talking about the framing of mm. of the kids and every kid is different right. in a sense of like how they're framed and how they're built and um how you love them well in that um because there's a lot of times where we'll we'll try to use the same method with one kid but it has to be completely different to another right. kid because of how he's built in his framing yeah. right right mm-hmm. yep it's good yeah it's also why it's so important for your children to be around people that share your worldview. Yeah, that's good. Because if you're sending your kid to a public school, and in the public school they believe that effeminacy is good. Yeah. Like what will they say? This kid starts 
you know, he starts showing a little effeminacy, they'll they'll say, oh, that's who you are. Mm-hmm. You're 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 gay. You're LGBTQ plus. You're yeah. you're transgender. That's that's who you are. Mm-hmm. And they'll give him a label. They'll give him an identity, and they'll start to name him. And he'll he could start to to find his identity there and start and start living into that. Yeah. As opposed to a father that would say, no, son, that's not who God made you to be. That's not who you are. Right. You're not that guy. Yeah. And you you're meant to grow up into masculinity. Mm-hmm. Um. And, and I think the same thing for ladies. Mm-hmm. We have to be careful. There's a there's an NBA or a women WNBA star, and I don't know who who it was. I can't remember her name right now, but she just recently said that nine. This is her statement, and I, I know it's probably an exaggeration. That ninety percent of the WNBA are lesbians. That ninety percent of them. Are lesbians. Now I, I don't know what's up with that, but we, if our girls, we can't raise our girls to be boys. We can't raise our girls to be masculine, and and many people, they do. Mm. They 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 want them to, whether it's pushing the athletics or pushing whatever it is. If we see our ladies taking on not being feminine, we have to come alongside them and remind them this is what femininity looks like in our culture, yeah. and you need and you need to conform to it. You need yeah. to become more feminine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That this is what this is what godly femininity looks like. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There should be a difference in what we, the way we hold ourselves, the way we behave. The way that we dress, there should be, there is meant to be a difference between men and women. Yeah. So if your daughter's wanting to shop in the boy department, you 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 say no. Yeah. You, you say no, and that this is one of the differences between us and the this culture that we're living in. Yeah. They oh you want to wear boys clothes oh yeah sure you're probably a you probably are a boy inside mm. right. Yeah. Christians are, no, no you you can't dress like that you can't wear that you're a you're a man no you can't wear that. You're a woman. Yeah. Right? And I think, too, even just picking up on, like, I mean, you said basketball, and, and you're kind of going off that with majority of the women being um, gay or whatnot. Um, I think, like, there's a lot of women that, and men that act normal, right? And But you got to be able to see and catch certain things of what they say and how they talk and um, certain gestures and different things like that to be able to um, be in tune to be able to correct some of those things. Because there's so many people that are, like you were just saying, basketball – they can play basketball, be girly, all the things, but they're still living the same type of lifestyle as some of the girls that are more blunt about it. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> my my family, we have a we have a saying for men who are effeminate, and we we like years ago <clears throat> we were watching um, Survivor. We used to love that show as a family, and. There was a guy on it, and his name, I can't remember if it was his last name, or I think it was his last name. His last name was Fishback. His name was Fishback. And he was a gay guy, and he just, he pranced around like a little effeminate the whole time and pushed away from hard work and pushed away. And, and my kids hated it, and I was yeah. so glad they hated it. And, and so anytime anybody was being effeminate in our house, or if it was a man was being effeminate, my, my daughter's, oh, he's such a Fishback. He's such a fishback. 
And, and it was like, and I was like, yes, you know, mm. like that, I want them to have a label for that. I want them to have a concept in their mind that that man is rejecting his masculinity. Mm. That is something that we should despise, yeah. right? We should not think it a good thing when a man a- acts effeminate, yeah. right? So, <clears throat> so I think this is just something that we need to, you know, we need to keep an eye on in our own kids. We need mm-hmm. to keep an eye on in our own lives. And uh, I mean, what 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 else did you think, Kevin? Why did you pick this topic? What was something that you wanted? Yeah, to so get out of it? I mean, we've we've covered a lot of it at length. Um, but I was just thinking the importance of knowing the ideal, right? Knowing the standard of masculinity, knowing the standard of femininity, right? Um, and of course, this article is from Five Aspects, so they have those studies that we'd ordered. Um, and so they, they kind of subtly point back towards various aspects throughout of, of masculinity and femininity. But knowing what the standard is for what a man is and for what a woman is in God's eyes, and then evaluating, hey, do I like art? Do I like music? Okay, am I? does this fall under Christ-like character in some way, mm-hmm. right? If it does it's probably masculine for you or it's probably feminine, you know, depending on if you're a man or a woman, if it doesn't, then you have to evaluate and say, okay, am I being effeminate as a man? You know? So, so developing these kinds of filters. And I think if you don't have the study, that's definitely helpful to do that. Gives those, those five categories to evaluate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that, uh, again, it goes back to these generalizations that we can, easily make and I know within the article itself it was talking about the arts and it was Mm -hmm. talking about music particularly that we can it can become or Mm art being creative artistic is somehow that's well that's feminine that's not masculine Mm -hmm. and their point out oh yeah then who did who were the psalms written all by men (laughs) and they were they were singing these songs as they were going out to war you know this kind of thing so this is so again we just got to be careful that we, we, we be aware of generalizations that we're making, and then be asking the question: Okay, is this truly a feminine? Is this truly feminine, or is it truly masculine? I think many times we'll discover that it's not what we are doing that's at issue. It's it's where our heart is, and and what we're, we're what do we identify in terms of our models for masculinity and femininity? Yeah. I think it's going more back to that. I think that's important for us to be to be doing for our, our ourselves and for yeah. our children. So you kind of compare it like back and forth, but what about back and forth man to man? So if I'm, I have a different culture and you have a different culture, how do you define what's masculine or not? You, you, masculinity is still a, a general principle. What you're okay. asking is, is how do we, how do I, how do we def- determine whether you're being masculine or not? You're not yeah, being yeah, masculine yeah. based upon your your culture, and I think that's yeah, a yeah. good conversation. So it mm. could be that I'm, I may, I may see, see you do something and go, is that, is that what a real man does there, Alex? Mm-hmm. And you may say. And you, we may, we may have a discussion on that. Mm. Uh, most likely, we're going to discover. Oh, I get it now. That's that's your culture, and that's but, not my culture. But it, let's make it personal. <clears throat> we're going All deeper. cultural expressions of mas- masculinity are not the same, right? Mm-hmm. And there are sinful expressions of masculinity. Yes. Um, Good. We look at Islam, and and in Islam, women can't learn. Yeah. They have to cover their whole face to walk around. They yeah. have, like they're subjugated people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we would say that's not true masculinity, mm-hmm. right? I would say in a large segment of 
you know, rap culture and Afri- African-American community that where 70 something percent of all children right now are born outside of the covenant of marriage, mm-hmm. meaning that they're not going to be in their father's life. They're not going to be raised by two parents. That's not masculinity. Yeah. That is going out. That's, that's what we called, what I called in my sermon, a counterfeit masculinity, yeah. right? Wanting to bet as many women as possible and create a bunch of children, but not take care of them and not provide for them. That's not masculinity. And I think too, like someone else could say like, you know, just making a lot of money and, and, being detached from the home is not masculinity either. Yeah. You, you know what I mean, right? Yeah, right. yeah. Right. Um, <clears throat> yeah. So Both of those things are condemned in yeah. Scripture, right? All money without... Sorry. All money without a spiritual presence and sleeping around, right? And that's where we get into, ultimately, you have to evaluate your cultural context against the Word of God, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. To say, okay, is this is this sin that needs repented of or could this be a legitimate expression of masculinity or femininity? Yeah, yeah. because you, all of our parents are probably, they've probably told us something about masculinity and femininity that's wrong. Right. You know, real men play football. Yeah. I mean, we've seen all those movies that the dad said real men played football and then the kid was scrawny and could never play football. And he yeah. never, like, that's not true. Real men, you know, you don't have to play football to be a real man, right? You don't have to be athletic to be a real man. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, real women wear pink. That you know, like, no, you don't have to wear pink. You can to... like blue, <laughs> baby blue, <laughs> baby, baby blue. <laughs> yeah. But that kind of we're not we're not being that that right. prescriptive, right? And women can like sports, and women can you know do these types of things. But there is there 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 is a line in there. There is a line somewhere that you do cross yeah. into masculine a- attributes. Yes. I think what's important, like Rob said, is just having a conversation about it. Definitely if you are in relationship with one another and, I mean, calling each other out and asking, like, hey, what do you mean by that? Or why do you do that? And, and be able to talk through it is, is the best of um, explaining different cultures and to be able to love each other well, but then also um, be acceptive as someone's pointing out sin and to, to be able to repent of that and move forward. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Any other thoughts from this? That's good. Cross types? Covered all my bases. All right. Well, maybe you got some questions. If you do, we appreciate them. Or maybe you got something out there you just want us to talk about. So Sacred City Church or anybody else who listens, please send me your emails, justindean at sacredcitychurch.com. We will do our best to answer those questions for you. Hopefully this was helpful to you. We love you. We're praying for you. God bless.